Hello, moms, dads, and kids. The Believing Kids Network is glad to bring to you Read Along With Me podcast. Our vision is to actually show kids, also known as twins, how to practically apply the scriptures in the different scenarios that they might face in life. The end goal is for twins to begin to see the scriptures as a living, applicable manual for their lives. So join me today on this exciting treasure hunt of the scriptures where the Holy Spirit leads us to the gold. My name is Ife Freeman and I'm the host of this podcast series. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Welcome once again. It's a brand new week and we are plunging in again today. And um, yeah, today our topic is quite interesting. I must say it's an interesting one because I recall when I first began a relationship with God, one of my most daunting tasks was how to tell others about him. I mean, how do I say it without sounding like I am being judgy, you know? And How do I tell them without looking weird? I mean, I've started this exciting new relationship, right? I'm excited about it. But at the same time, I'm a child. How do I go about this? Do I tell people and let them look at me as weird, (laughs) you know? Or, I mean, how do I even go about the words? Really? So, yes, we are talking about episode. This episode is all about how to tell others about this exciting new relationship that you've just got with God. And as usual, we'll start with a story. The lunch bell went off. And then Kevin rushed out of his classroom and picked up his lunchbox from his bag. He sighted his friends, Ben and Kai, who were running towards the oval. He ran after them and they all sat on the lawn to have their lunch before, you know, having a play. And whilst they all opened their lunch boxes, um, one of them said, Mom made me a whole meal sandwich and said I must make healthier choices this time. What do you have for lunch, Kai? asked Ben. Kai scoffed and said, I've got lentil soup. It's leftovers from last night. Please, let's not talk about lunch. We can all see what we are eating and we all know it's boring anyways. (laughs) However, I've got something interesting to say. My birthday party is coming up on Sunday at 10 a.m. And I'd like you both to be there because you are my best friends. It's going to be a ball, guys. You just have to be there. And um, don't look surprised at me, Kevin, because your mom should have received the email invitation. (laughs) Kevin still looked taken aback and surprised because his mom had not told him anything regarding this party. However, he knew his mom and knew that mom is quite intent on them never missing a church service. And this could be why she didn't say a word about the invitation, right? So Kai looked at Kevin again and said, You didn't attend my party last year, Kevin, because your mom forced you to go to church. Will it be the same this year? Kevin was taken aback. Oh my gosh. He did not know how he could explain to his friend this time that he really wanted to go to church. He had begun a new walk with God in the past year and he had enjoyed church services now because he learned a lot about God there and he could see himself changing daily in the way he reacted towards people because he learned things at church and then applied it. 
but because he did not know how to answer the question he replied um i'm not sure yet i'll have to ask my mom goody tissues chorused ben and kai and kevin wheezed again he was just embarrassed i am not a goody tissues i just don't want to upset or disobey my mom replied kevin the other two boys laughed loudly <laughs> but finally ben said i can actually offer to pick you up i'll just talk to my mom and on sunday we can go together kevin all you need to do is to convince your mom that you'd rather be at the party than going to church. I mean, you've always complained about going to church anyway. It's boring. <laughs> Kevin beat his tongue and sighed in relief. When the bell finally went, like, wow, he really does not have to talk about this. And he just said, well, let's just go back to class. We'll talk about this later. And they all headed back to their classroom that's where i'm going to stop this story wow there are so many lessons to pull from today's story you know firstly you might have friends who naturally encourage you to go against your parents they might think going against your parents is cool you know and or going against what your parents have asked you to do and this is commonly referred to as peer pressure i mean it's not when it's something bad there are times that friends pressure you to do the right thing right they can either influence you, and let me not use the word pressure, they can either influence you, they can't make you do it, but they are influencing you by their words, right? And then you take a decision based on what your friends are saying. They can influence you to do what's right or what's wrong. In our story today, Kevin was in a fix. First, should he listen to his friends and outright, outrightly disobey his mom or speak disrespectfully to her mom? Why are you always saying I should go to church? I'd rather be in a party. But you know what? It's interesting that if he communicates his um, opinion or what he wants to do clearly and in a respectful manner to his mom, his mom might even allow him to go for that party, right? But that's besides the point. The fact that the friends are speaking in a demeaning manner regarding Kevin's mom and their way of life, um, it's not just a good sign, you know. And the reason why I'm saying this is because sooner or later, Kevin will pick up this attitude and reflect it to his mom or his parents. I mean, there's a story in the scriptures, just in case you think I'm making this up, where a friend influenced another friend, right? But... I'm not going to go into this story right now. I'm going to give it to you as a suspense. And you know what a suspense means? It's going to be coming up very soon because we are going to start a Let's Get Practical series <laughs> during this podcast series. So it's just going to be so practical and it's going to be about your friends. And it's something for you and your folks to look forward to. Trust me, it's going to be lovely. <laughs> Um, but now let's go into this story again. Another lesson here is that Kevin was shy about letting his friends know more about God. You know, he could not tell his friends that he had, he actually now enjoyed Sunday services. I mean, he had whinged and complained about it in the past. And now it's sort of hard to tell them, um, hello friends, I've changed. I now like church services. So all those things he said in the past, he has to bite them, right? <laughs> And that's a bit difficult, you know. But you do know that there was a man who drastically changed in the scriptures too. Because the scriptures are, it's more like a manual. It's a living manual for you. 
And this man who changed in the scriptures, he was first called Saul. And then his name was swapped to Paul after he began a new, new work with God. And guess what? Paul actually wrote half, I'm not sure if it's up to half, of the New Testament. But he was a sort of man initially that tormented the church. And when I say torment, he actually made believers in the church feel very uncomfortable. How did he do this? Anyone who says they are believers, Saul would arrest them and throw them in jail. Wow! <laughs> Aren't you glad you are not living in times like that? But whilst you are, you know, happy that you don't live in a time where you say, I'm a believer or I believe in God, and then you are thrown in jail, there are actually some countries that still operate this way. And it's best to always pray for those countries in the morning when you wake up. Remember those countries where people cannot boldly say that this is what I believe, because if they say there's no freedom of speech, they are thrown in jail. So back to our, sto- our story. <laughs> I keep digressing and we've really gone um, through the time today. But back to our story, imagine the kind of friends that Saul might have had when he was tormenting believers and throwing them in jail, you know. Of course, they could be friends that compared notes. And when I say compared notes, they are chatting about what they do. And they are saying things like, hey Saul, how many believers could you throw in jail this week? And maybe Saul will respond, uh, about 100? And they're like, oh, that's so little. I tr- I could arrest about um, 150 this week. You get the gist, right? You get the drift? Because those are the kind of things they will talk about. And even if they didn't talk about it, they would have known Saul's way of life. Just like how our story today is Kevin's way of life was whining about church. Saul's way of life, life then was actually arresting these believers. You get, right? And this dramatic change where God literally met with Saul on his way to Damascus um, really changed Saul, you know, and I can imagine he would have had issues relating with the previous friends he had. I mean, if you read further in the scriptures, you see that those who he was supporting and working for actually planned on killing him and arresting him several times, you know, and even the believers that he arrested several times, they were a bit hesitant, you know, on accepting him as a believer. Um, and this was fully captured when Ananias, I hope I'm pronouncing his name well. Um, this was um, a conversation that happened between Ananias and God. God told Ananias to go pray for Saul's sight. Because when God arrested Saul on the way to Damascus, Saul became blind. And then Ananias had to say, hold on, please, God. This is the man who throws all believers into jail. And he really has a letter from the head of the temple to actually arrest us. Do you want me to get arrested? And then God convinced Ananias to go. And after Ananias prayed for Saul, uh, well, his name had been swapped to Paul then, right? Um, He received his sight. And the first thing Saul could do was preach in the temples. I mean, (laughs) more like the churches of those days, although they are still temples right now. (laughs) But that was the first thing he did. You know why it's important to tell others about your relationship with God and to also invite them to have a new relationship with God? Because when Jesus was living after he rose up from the dead, he gave us this mandate or an instruction that we should go out and speak to others about him. You know, and you might think you are too young. However, you aren't. I mean, there was a young guy in the Bible that Paul encouraged to preach the gospel in season and out of season you know and 
you can always pray to God that I should teach you what to say in case you are confused. You know, I remember when I was young, <laughs> before I was even 10 years old, my parents pushed me to speak to my grandpa then about Christ. Um, and the truth about it is, the more you do it, the better you become. I mean, I was really never speaking to my grandfather. I spoke to some other people afterwards. And, you know, one other thing is when you have close friends and you also have um, family members, one important thing that you must remember is that your life must show them that you love them. You know, you love them, but you do not, um, should I say, not encourage what they do, but you love them. I mean, and then you'll be able to win them over to God. The second thing to note is that the person doesn't have to say, yes, I commit to this new work to God immediately. This actually affected me when I was young. When I went out with people to speak, if they don't say, yes, I'm giving my life to Christ, I always felt bad, right? But see your words to them as a seed, like you've planted a corn or a maize, and then it might take a while to develop its root system, and then it grows into a plant, and then finally your corn cob is out. You know, and the fruit is them beginning their new walk with God. So don't be discouraged. If they refuse or even tell you to go away, well, do it. Um, and like I said, I went in groups when I was younger. It's good to w- go in groups and watch others do it. Because I did this. I'd go on evangelism with my church, with the teenagers club and things like that. And most times I didn't speak. I just listened to how others spoke about God. However, the final and most important thing is that you ask God to teach you how to carry out this instruction. I mean, a good example is if your parents have given you an instruction to maybe do the dishes or mow the lawn or even vacuum a room, you can ask them if you don't know how to do it you can say mom please can you show me how to vacuum mom can you show me how to do the dishes so that they are clean mom please can you show me how to load the dishwasher you know and ask god to show you how you know because he's your father and he's ready to actually show you how and he can give you your own blueprint for speaking to others and when i say your own blueprint i mean your own plan you know so yeah this is a good place for us to pray Dear God, we commit everyone listening to this devotional today and we ask for your wisdom. You know, your word says that your spirit teaches us all things. The spirit is within them and we ask that their hearts are open to hear you, to teach them and show them how to bring others to you because this is your will. Give unto them the boldness to actually speak about you to everyone that they come across and show them how to show love to others. Your word says that your love has been shed abroad in their hearts. Help them reflect this love. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. All right, so we've gone past time today, but I'd like you to take another dig into Acts 9, Mark 6 from verse 7 to 13, Matthew 10, Luke 10 from verse 1 to 23, And 2 Timothy 4 verse 1 to 5. I've spoken about Timothy already because Paul was encouraging him as a young child to, you know, speak the gospel, to preach the gospel. So our memory verse for today or for this week is taken from Matthew 28 verse 19. And it says, so go and make followers of 
all people in the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And that's it. Repeat that over and over again till it actually seeps down into your spirit. Now, our confessions for this week is, I, Ife, so where I say Ife, insert your name. I, Ife, have the ability to teach and I know what to say to the weak and to those who do not know Christ because the Holy Spirit is my teacher. And that's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me. On Friday, we are going to be speaking about speaking in tongues. It's quite interesting. <laughs> so yes, join me on Friday. If you have any questions, send an email to the Believing Kids Network at gmail.com. And that's it for today. Bye.